Okay, so I'm just going to do kind of a standard intro because I go into a lot of detail about how much I really enjoy these movies in the episodes. So I'm doing bonus episodes this week because it's Shark Week. I mean, come on. And you have to do Sharknado. And there are six of them. So it's not like you can just do one. So this episode will be Sharknado's one and two. All of the movies came out from sci-fi and they were all directed by Anthony C. Ferrante and star Ian Ziering as Finn and Tara Reid as April. So in the first two movies, they were written by Thunder Levin in Sharknado Enough Said, which was released in 2013. It also stars Cassandra Serbo as Nova, John Hurd as George, Jason Simmons as Baz, Audrey Peebles as Claudia. And then in Sharknado 2, the second one, which was released in 2014, it also stars Vivica A. Fox as Skye, Mark McGrath as Martin, Carrie Wooer as Ellen, Judd Hirsch as Ben, Courtney Baxter as Mora, and Dante Palminteri as Vaughn. And they are available, as of this recording, on Amazon Prime. So here we go. Hello, lovely people. So, welcome to Shark Week. <laughs> I love it. This is one of my favorite things ever. I don't know why, but something about a week-long documentary festival on sharks combined with the fact that sharks make the fodder for the worst movies ever just makes me so happy. So in the spirit of Shark Week and because I have three days off of work and because for whatever reason instead of you know doing something productive like house projects or taking a trip I am camped out in front of the TV marathon watching all six six Sharknado movies, I now bring you Shark Week. I saw the first Sharknado years ago. Like, so this came out in 2013. I saw it in, I think it was like 2015 maybe. Anyway, 14. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was, I, re I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember that it was very tongue in cheek and hilarious. Lizzie, you have perfectly good toys and boxes all over this living room. The sofa is not an option. I don't know what is up with her. Ever since she went to the vet, she's decided to start clawing furniture. She is seven years old. She has never done this before, other than like playing and like attacking a toy on furniture. She has never actually clawed the furniture. I don't remember this. Okay, so we're on a fishing boat where these guys are bringing in a bunch of sharks and chopping off the fins. The captain is giving, I'm guessing this is shark fin soup, to a businessman and they're negotiating some kind of take, I'm guessing for the sharks. Yeah, yeah, so this guy is planning on killing 20,000 sharks that are migrating towards them for body parts, which he will then sell for a million dollars. Now I'm, I'm like, I don't really remember the transaction, but I do remember that feeling of vindication when they were taken out first. I love watching cloud formations when storms are coming up. All right. So we've got a storm coming up. Let's remember there's a pod of 20,000 sharks migrating towards them. The captain's toasting their business deal as the ship is getting hit hard in the storm. First mate wants to go around the storm because you know, smart. The captain wants to go through it because, you know, 
money. So he's got all of the fins from the sharks that they've already butchered. The businessman is trying to escape with the money that he was gonna give the guy for the sharks. They both have guns. They're in the middle of the fucking ocean in the middle of a storm. Where is he gonna go? Like this has got to be the worst escape slash double cross sequence ever. All right, so businessman informs the captain, I'm gonna take your cargo and what's left of the ship and the money. Captain shoots him in the leg. Uh, businessman gets eaten by a shark. Now a bunch of sharks are coming out of the storm and beating the captain up with their fins before they eat him. Also, can I just say I love Tara Reid in these movies? Okay, we meet Finn, who has come a long way from Beverly Hills 90210. Why do there have to be dogs in the water? Okay, we've got hot girl putting on a wetsuit. I'm guessing she's going to die soon because there's a lot of camera focus on her, which if we learn anything from Jaws is an indicator. Finn's hot Australian friend is taking him out on the water while a storm is coming up because to me the screams sound good decisions. Hurricane David would be the storm system going on here. Nova is a waitress at Finn's bar which of course is one of those fine dining establishments in which the waitresses have to walk around in bikinis and she's got a scar on her leg. George is the dirty old man at the bar who keeps trying to grab her ass it looks like she's about to break his hand, actually. I like that part. Yes, Hurricane David has driven away the recent influx of sharks in the area because it's sucking them up. Ominous music. Clouds on the horizon. Surfer Girl, the one who had a lot of camera time, is paddling out, flirting with Finn. The ocean is like glass. Like, there are no waves. Obvious green screen of Finn on the board. Her on the board actually looks real. She's surrounded by sharks. Hey, Lucy Bug. Hey, get out of the water. Okay, she's surrounded by sharks. She's a good 500 feet from land, and he's yelling at her to get out of the water. What the, like, does he think that she's just going to hang out? No one, not the lifeguards or anyone, notices this girl screaming and thrashing in the water. No one notices Finn yelling shark and telling everybody to get out of the water while he's chest deep in the water. They're evacuating the beach. Finn's still in the fucking water. There's a shark like right next to him and he's still in the fucking water, like just hanging out next to the shark that for some reason is not attacking him. Just sitting there, chilling. Aw, there goes hot Australian guy. Baz, Baz is his name. All right, Finn is somehow on Baz's jet ski and is getting him to safety. It looks like Baz is dying from the slug wound. Also, okay, so the close-up shots, Baz is hanging off of Finn, like has his arm wrapped around his neck and everything. The distant shots, they are sitting far apart, like there's probably two feet of space between them. Nova reaches Finn and Baz, uh, uses her apron as a tourniquet. She's a resourceful server. Server aprons can be used for a lot of things. Baz is showing off his shark wound in the bar. George is just like, uh-huh, sure, whatever, guys. George used to be a champion surfer. He's like, this isn't just a storm. It's a hurricane. The sharks are too close. In the middle of the bar and in the middle of all the customers, Nova starts hitting on Finn, who's like, I'm your boss. What are you doing? Go back to work. Oh, David's going to be the first hurricane to hit California. Oh, wait, California really has never had a hurricane? All right, so there is the storm that we've already established has driven hundreds of sharks close to the coast. 
and everyone's just hanging out in Finn's bar watching. All right, he's calling April. They are divorced and she's annoyed. Claudia's their daughter. He's freaking out. He's like, there's a really bad storm. You guys need to go. And she's like, okay, you're either calling about money or because you're trying to see Claudia outside of your normal allotted time. Nova's a smart server. Finn wants to close the bar, right? So George is pretending to pass out and she's like, fine, I'm calling in your bar tab. It's like, I'm awake. Okay, so we have more people who are lined up on the beach on the boardwalk watching the storm come in. I'm guessing they're gonna die next. Nova, George, and Baz are refusing to leave and it kind of becomes a moot point when a shark blows through the window into the bar, which Nova then kills by driving a pull cue through its head. I like Nova, she's a badass. One of the things I love about these movies is you've got Finn and then there's always a badass female character. All right, Finn gives Nova the shotgun. He gives Baz the baseball bat. George has his bar stool and they are ready to go. Defeat some sharks. On this bright sunny day, the hurricane is taking over the boardwalk. I'm not kidding. They've got CGI waves on everything. The Ferris wheel is getting blown over and the sun is shining in the middle of all of the rain, storms and sharks. George saves Nova from a shark, tells her don't ever make fun of my stool again. Ferris wheel is <laughs> loose. <laughs> I love this. George is just running with his bar stool over his head. So the Ferris wheel is rolling down the street, right? And everybody's just running in front of it, not off to the side out of its path. Got news crews, dark, ominous clouds with lots of sunshine. Finn's bar is gone. Baz is like, it's okay, insurance will cover it. Yeah, well, Nova is discovering Finn has an ex-wife and a daughter and now nowhere to go. So I have one of those ring toys with the ball. That's the noise you keep hearing. Sunny and Mr. Peepers are on either side of it, passing the ball to each other. All right, so they're trying to drive to April's as they see all of these sharks in the streets surrounding them. Nova can recognize the tiger shark when they ask why. She says shark week. Foreshadowing, George asks where the shark went. Which means he's probably gonna die. Now they're attacking the car. All right, George has a plan. They're gonna take the freeway to Beverly Hills. Turns out that's where he lives. They're like, wait, you live in Beverly Hills and you come slum it at Finn's little beach side bar? I would like to point out, it is 1.47 in the afternoon. These cats have not touched this toy this entire day until I sit down to start recording. They are remarkably calm considering they just watched waves come over the barrier of the highway and wash out the cars, the SUVs in front of them. Okay, Finn gets out of the car, I'm assuming to go help people. Nova yells to stop trying to be a hero and then chases after him. Baz goes after her. Finn's running, yelling to everybody to get to higher ground. What else, what, what does he think they're trying to do? And I guess this woman has locked her dog in the car and she's like banging on the window. That bitch, please, at this point, just break the fucking window. Wow. Okay, I'm guessing this is how George dies. He's gonna try to help the woman get her dog out of the car. So now, Finn has gotten everybody to leave their cars, their metal vehicles, and run with nothing around them, nothing protecting them through all of the water. George, don't put down your bar stool. All right, there goes George, down the drain, literally. All right, Finn is getting them to safety by driving through the waves because he knows the timing of waves and he knows how to beat them. 
Meanwhile, he never loses the intense focus in his face. So he's mad because there are people on the highway. And I'm like, but you're on the highway. How do you know they're not also world champion surfers who are trying to beat the waves to go rescue loved ones who want them to leave them alone? Okay, Beverly Hills is flooded. Beverly Hills has a family mart. Finn is remarkably calm as he says, unbelievable, as he watches sharks land on buildings. April, of course, is pissed that they're there. I told you not to come, take Baz and your little stripper friend and leave as a shark blows out of a manhole cover and Nova kills it. She's like, okay, never mind. Ugh. Okay, so then we meet Colin, who is just screams douchebag, informs Finn that April is his. April's like, uh, hold up a tick. And he's, he's like, Claudia is not your responsibility. Bullshit, dude. You're not her father. Finn is. Okay, I really hope this is when Colin dies. Oh, it is. Awesome. Yeah, Nova's like, uh, newsflash. There are sharks in the streets. Oh, and there's one in your swimming pool. Colin's just like, ha, what are you talking about? And then the shark comes through the window and eats him. Oh, it didn't eat him. It just knocked him down. Now he's begging Finn for help. They're yelling for Finn to help Colin. The water is like red with blood. And all that's sticking out of the shark are Colin's legs, which Finn pulls out. They're trying to push the shark back against the wall using the bookshelf. Oh, look, there's more. Okay, Nova, it's dead. You can stop using all of your shells on that one shark. Yes, you are out of ammo. So, (laughs) wow, April and Claudia are stupid. So Matt, who is Finn's son, is in flight school after telling Finn that he was in Tampa with his buddies because Colin said that Finn needed to not be included in discussions about his kids anymore because it was now all Colin's responsibility and not Finn's. Finn's great plan is he's going to distract the shark that's swimming around the living room to give everybody a chance to get out to the car. And again, instead of being inside the car, the metal vehicle, they're all standing outside. Finn makes it. Spoiler alert. I mean, there are five more of these movies. He kind of has to. Somehow, even though their house is surrounded by other houses on this hill, it's the only one that collapses. Somehow these sharks did that much structural damage. The eye of the hurricane does not actually do relentless pounding. It's the storm system surrounding the eye. The eye is the calm part. So Baz and Finn feel that it's logical to assume the end of Los Angeles would be an earthquake, the plague, zombies, aliens... Sharks is beyond the realm of possibility. Every time Nova pumps the shotgun, Finn thinks it's hot. She does it a lot, and I'm like, it's already cocked. You don't have to do it every time you see a shark. All right, so they are in a tornado warning now. Baz is like, oh, you think? So now Finn wants to stop and rescue the school bus. He's going to go up to the bridge, rappel down, to rescue the school bus. The bus driver is trying to convince the kids that it's okay if we stay put, don't scream, calm down. Other adults are coming. There are going to be other adults who come and help you. So Finn, who believes in always being prepared, carries repelling equipment, knives, ammo, guns in his Jeep. I feel bad for the kid who didn't do well on the rope in gym class. All right, Finn gets all the kids out of the bus. He gets the bus driver up. Then we've got some great green screen shots as the rope starts to fray. He starts to fall. A shark is coming after him. It's tangled in the ropes. Nova hugs Finn, not like even in a romantic way, just a, oh, thank God you're okay. And Abel's just like, ah, I have feelings about this. False alarm. Oh, the wind's dying down. The sky's clearing up. Everything's fine. Yeah, sure. That's great. Okay. We're all going to relax. 
except there are still 40 minutes left in the movie, so obviously they can't be it. There goes the Hollywood sign. Okay, so Hollywood sign has been blown off and is now flying all around them because we still have the bus driver. I'm guessing he's the one who gets taken out. Instead of getting into the Jeep or, I don't know, getting behind something or laying down on the ground, this guy and Nova and Finn are all standing there ducking also because the bus driver is isolated from the rest of the group and laughing. Obviously, he's about to die. My mom always told me Hollywood would kill me as a big chunk of the Hollywood sign lands on him and rocks back and forth, enhancing the blood splatter. They are remarkably calm for how many people they have met who have died along the way. Oh, right. We have CGI water spouts that have picked up sharks along the way. Baz is trying to get the car started. It's flooding. They need to steal another one, but it'll be fine. It's just a small gas leak. It seems like those words don't go together well in a sentence. So for some reason, Finn has Nova driving, who is freaking the fuck out. A shark has bitten through the roof of the car, but it's okay. Finn's got a baseball bat. I know April's supposed to be scared, but she looks more like she's laughing. Hey, guess what did not work? The baseball bat. So instead of giving Finn the shotgun, Nova tells him to take the wheel while she shoots the shark. I just feel like the driving situation is not well thought out here. Okay, car's broken down. The small gas leak is a much bigger gas leak. Of course, the car blows up. Okay, they are in a liquor store. They're trying to use the phone. Nova's trying to hide her shotgun. The news is calling it the impending apocalypse, which the liquor store owner thinks is funny. He says it's the government. They're behind everything. At this point, I feel like when Finn is telling everybody to hurry, it's more to get away from this guy than it is to actually get out of there. All right, Baz has discovered that they are right across the street from movie cars for rent or sale. They are now in a Humvee that looks like it's covered in armor plating. So they get stuck behind some kind of roadblock. So Baz decides to start a high-speed chase because he's just like, fuck it, I'm going. Finn looks like they're discussing where to go have brunch. I feel like sharks are landing all over LA. The cops should probably be more concerned with that than a guy who's trying to get through their roadblock. Well, it's logical when Nova asks why there's a retirement home next to the airport. Claudia is like, well, because old people can't hear. Ominous music suddenly out of nowhere where it was previously a clear sky. We have a tornado full of sharks. You know, a sharknado. <laughs> they can't find anyone. There's a loud crash. Nova's got her shotgun ready. I really hope that is a shark and not a person. All right, she found the whole flight school, which had crammed themselves into a locker, I guess. So I guess the flight school, even though the storm hasn't come anywhere close to them yet, they all decided to cram into like this little locker area behind some sheet metal, corrugated steel. Guess how well it holds up. They don't even know that sharks are landing. Okay, so after their shelter gets blown away, the flight instructor gets sucked out first into the storm. And now suddenly it's all over. They have a shot of the clouds clearing and the sun out and they walk outside of the hangar and it, they're walking into all of this rain, but there's no rain actually falling on them. The only craft still standing is a helicopter that they're not all gonna fit in, but that's okay because there are three extraneous characters, sorry, two extraneous characters, sorry Baz, who should die soon. Once again, she pumps her shotgun even though she had already done that. I think Matt has a crush on Nova, which is awkward. All right, so they're in the mechanics shop for the airfield, which has a surprising number of chainsaws. 
like an entire table of chainsaws. They've decided that they have to stay and fight, but they can't just sit around and wait for sharks to rain down on their heads. So April and Finn are arming themselves with chainsaws. Matt's got the idea of bombing the tornadoes. Baz is giving us a science lesson. Tornadoes happen when cold and warm air meet, basically when two pressure fronts collide. And if you want to basically make them go away, you have to balance out the temperature. So their idea is using a bomb. And if you miss, you just threw a bomb in a tornado that is not going to rain bombs on people. April and Finn, of course, are against the idea of Matt and Nova going up in the helicopter and dropping a bomb into a tornado. I think April just opposes Nova on principle. I like Nova. Baz is taping a propane tank. Matt's checking out the scar on Nova's leg. She's really self-conscious about it. She's telling him the story about how when she was seven, she had to watch her grandfather and all of his friends be eaten by sharks while she floated in a life raft for two days until she was rescued by the Coast Guard. And then she was bitten when a shark got her in the leg right when she was going up in the helicopter, all like Batman. And she needed the bat shark repellent. Oh, Matt, he's awesome. Just goes, well, now I really hate sharks too making her feel better. Baz's bomb is better than their bomb. It is much, much bigger and it has a smiley face. All right, so they load two wheelbarrows worth of bombs into the helicopter. Baz has a plan B. If the helicopter doesn't work out, he is loading bombs in his armor-plated Humvee and he's gonna drive it into the storm. Finn's like, no, it's a one-way trip. Okay, do what you gotta do. We have the other two flight students who still haven't said a word through this whole thing who just kind of stood around in the background. Surprised they haven't died yet. When did Nova's hair get wet? Like one minute it's completely dry and now it's wet. And now Matt's is too. Okay, so they are driving a helicopter into a tornado. There is no way that this could possibly go wrong. It's her first time in a chopper, but she's not scared. It takes a lot to scare me. I'm pretty sure I would be a little, you know, nervous at least. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I can just hear my ex-husband's rant now. So sharks are flying towards them. They're not actually near the cone. There just happens to be a shark that comes flying towards them. Finn's got the shotgun. It jams. April and Claudia are just standing, arms crossed, just chilling, watching. When the shotgun jams, he pulls a pistol out of his pocket and, of course, makes the shot that kills the shark that's flying in however hundred whatever mile and I don't know what the wind speed is typically for an EF4 tornado but in that at like 500 feet more makes the shot yeah all right so he's flying directly into the tornado he waits until now to tell her how she's going to set these off I personally feel like that would have been useful information to review before she got into the helicopter. All right, so it works. The tornado equalizes. A shark is heading straight for Finn, who cuts it in half with his chainsaw. Did I mention the mechanic shop for the airfield had like six chainsaws? Okay, so we lose flight student number one. Baz's other leg is now being eaten by a shark. A tornado is heading for them. It says, a tornado is heading towards the airport. We need to destroy it before it gets to them. And I think they forgot to put the tornado into the shot because it's just like the airfield. There's nothing in it. And then all of a sudden you see the tornado behind Baz and it's huge. It's not like it could just have come out of nowhere. 
I mean, I know it could, but anyway. The retirement home next door to the airfield is sunlight. The retirees are chilling in the pool. Like, they are literally next door to each other. They're ignoring the nurse as she's telling them they have to get out of the pool and get inside. Okay, well, Johnny with an eye, the broadcaster who is reporting on the tornado situation, just got eaten. Oh, Baz is gone, by the way. He's dead. All right, they are running in broad sunlight while the camera is showing sharks getting electrocuted when they fly into the power lines. Like, there's so much sunlight. Okay, well, there goes the second flight student. If he wasn't dead, then he is now. Okay, so this looks more realistic. Like, the third tornado is forming. You can see it forming. The residents are not getting out of the pool fast enough. Sharks are falling into the pool. Oh, cool. So now the residents are falling into the pool. But it's okay. Finn is somehow there with his chainsaw. He's telling them to run. Like, we've got walkers, dude. Come on. We have a repeat shot of the same great white that we saw in the ocean in the first scene with the captain. Finn pours gasoline into the pool and lights it. Wait, wouldn't that cause enough heat to equalize the pressure? That's what she said. Matt's really calm. He and Nova like work really well together. And Nova, it's not just your son, it's also Nova. One of the residents asks Finn who's up there. He's like, it's my son, I'm so proud. Dude, all right, well, they just ran out of bombs. The turbulence is picking up. Dude, are you, at? anyway. And a shark just clamped down on their copter. <laughs> Nova's stabbing the shark and screaming, die already, why won't you die? Then she falls out of the copter and gets eaten by a shark while Matt is screaming no over and over. Because there's nothing like being attacked by sharks flying through water spouts to create that special bond with someone. All right, we have dramatic music. The copter is going down. The close-ups on Finn show completely blue skies, like not a cloud in the sky and sunshine behind him. They're trying to rush the retirees, most of whom have walkers to safety. Matt's fine. Finn's going to finish this. All right, so Finn is in Faz's bombed-up armor-plated Humvee. He primes one bomb, puts it next to the big bomb, hits the nitrous button on the dashboard, and jumps out of the SUV and is somehow fine. It works, and now sharks are raining down on Los Angeles. We have the slow-motion scene of him pushing Claudia out of the way as he jumps into the shark's mouth with the chainsaw. It's a pretty iconic scene. And then he cuts himself free. He's just like taking his time, cutting down the side of the shark. But wait, there's more. Nova was in there too. All right, Matt is trying to revive Nova, who is now throwing up pieces of shark something. I don't know. It looks gross. He's very happy to see her. Her teeth are very white, like it's a great contrast against all of the blood all over her skin. I get you're happy to see her, but you should probably wait to hug her until she's cleaned up. Somehow, no one in the retirement home is killed. I love happy endings. Close up on the wound from the shark with all of the guts spilling out. Well, at least April wipes the blood off of Finn's mouth before kissing him. All right, so that was Sharknado. Yay, Shark Week. Okay, moving on. Time to do the rest of them. This is going to be great. Okay, Sharknado 2, the second one. Dun, dun, dun. That is a nice rock on Tara Reed's hand. The plane's flying into a storm. So I guess April wrote a book about their Sharknado experiences, and the stewardess is fawning over them and wants an autograph, and it was amazing. He's a hero. Oh, they're going to New York for a 
book signing for April's book. I want to read this book now. Apparently there's family drama because Finn's from New York and he's gonna spend time with his sister and his brother-in-law who he apparently doesn't like. They're flying into a storm and when lightning flashes he thinks he sees the shadow of a shark in the clouds. If he hates sharks so much why is he wearing a shark tooth necklace? No that is definitely a shark in the clouds. Closing your blinds or window shade is not going to make it go away. Wait, all of this lightning and they're gonna let them land? Isn't there like a rule that you can't like fly into a storm like try to land or take off? The pilot and the co-pilot are arguing over his terminology of a little bit as they fly into shark infested turbulence. He couldn't help himself. He had to look out the window. He thinks he sees a shark on the wing of the plane, calls for the flight attendant, and freaks everyone out when he's yelling there's something on the wing. Everybody's telling him to calm down. Everyone being the flight attendant and the U.S. Marshal who is informing him, I can't have you disturbing the rest of the passengers. Wow. Also, any weird noise you hear, uh, that would be Sonny and Mr. Peepers wrestling. They're finally getting over the fireworks that were extremely bad this year. All right, so shark just flew into the number two engine how is it nobody else sees all of these sharks like they're literally hitting the windshield of the plane and exploding on impact like the plane's covered in dead sharks all right so we have cgi people being sucked out of the plane that was not very believable why on earth is the flight attendant getting up and walking around and saying we're going to be okay like Shouldn't she be in her seat immediately? Of course, a shark comes through the jet and literally takes her head off. Joni, the co-pilot, is now stuck in the mouth of a shark that made it through the windshield. And now there is nobody flying the plane. Go, Finn, go. You can do it. I'm sure that you've flown a plane before and have some basic idea of aerodynamics and are completely capable of landing a passenger jet. The sharks are strategically attacking like through the roof of the bathroom to take the girl's head off that's sitting on the toilet. Ha, huh. I bet y'all wish that you had listened to him now when he said, is that Will Wheaton? Oh my God, I think Will Wheaton's head just got taken off. Why did he lean in the aisle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Will and his wife. He like leans out in the aisle screaming and here comes a shark. Finn's trying to land the plane. I'm coming in hot, clear out the runway. He looks like he's about to pop a flood vessel. April's getting sucked out of the plane. The air marshal is screaming, the shark, the shark, grab my gun. She's having to hold on with both hands and yet somehow she manages to shoot a shark and then gets her hand bitten off. That's like the worst fake scream ever. Oh, and they're hemorrhaging fuel, by the way. Scream louder, Finn. He looks constipated. So the plane's on fire and everybody's just like, oh, we made it. And they're like patting each other on the shoulders and shaking hands and clapping. Ugh, one more shark. I love how Sharknado has its own ballad. Oh, New York. Oh, it's gonna rain all right. It's gonna rain sharks on your ass. Well, of course, now something's gonna happen to his phone. Cause you said, what if something happens to your phone? Kid's probably gonna die now too. Oh, this must be Finn's sister and brother-in-law. All right, so this guy is a workaholic who's addicted to his phone. Well, <laughs> it speaks volumes about how much people really love this movie because they have cameo appearances from the Today Show. Right, that's so believable. Okay, so they're interviewing him because you know, he made this courageous landing. And he's like, yeah, it was a crazy weather pattern. 
A shark got sucked into the engine. You need to go ahead and lock down the city, call the mayor, put the National Guard on alert, go ahead and get copters in the air with firebombs to bomb this tornado. And he's saying it like it's completely plausible and realistic. All right, so they're trying to get April into surgery and what the hell happened to this woman's face? Oh my God. I don't know who that nurse is, but that was an insane amount of plastic surgery. The Kelly and Michael show. Is that Billy Ray Cyrus? Billy Ray Cyrus is the doctor. Okay, so his sister and brother-in-law, the guy, you know, who, oh, I don't know, is addicted to his phone. How are they oblivious to the fact that her brother just landed a 747 and his, well, I guess still ex-wife, is in the hospital missing an arm because sharks attacked their plane. So April's waking up from surgery. She's in the hospital bed and she's explaining to Finn that the shark that got her had a huge scar across its face and it was just coming after her even after she shot it in the eye and she feels like it was it singled her out and was chasing her and then she just completely switches 180s the conversation into why did you marry me oh it's called a shark wind that's pushing the storm inland all right ellen the sister and her daughter whose name i don't know yet are at the Statue of Liberty being all mother-daughter, like teenage daughters are really that cool with their mothers. Ellen and Mr. Niece run into Ellen's friends who are like, oh, is your brother okay? She's like, yeah, why? Honey, even in 2014, you still had access to technology. Yes, Finn, because when somebody is on Ellis Island at the Statue of Liberty, all they have to do is just call Port Authority. They'll just run right on over and pick you up. At least Ellen believes him. She's sending Finn to go find Martin, the brother-in-law, and the son, who are at a Mets game. It's too late. Oh, that's a lot of sharks. Mom, what's going on? Well, there's a giant storm heading for us, and I don't know if you're aware, but those triangular shapes in the water are shark fins. Back to the Today Show. So it's July in New York City and they're gonna get three to four inches of snow. Yes, Al, it is gonna be unprecedented weather. Shark weather. Why does I think Manhattan's gonna be so safe? He gets picked up by a cabbie who recognized him. Finn, we're on Finn. But for some reason, he's like convinced that everybody has to be in Manhattan and they'll be safe and that's just so weird to me. Yes, it's not at all obvious that the game they're watching is televised. Oh, Vaughn is the son's name. I don't know what, like, they haven't actually explained why Finn and Martin don't get along. Yeah, this is definitely not live coverage. Yeah, the cabbie recognizes him as the guy who was eaten by the Great White and lived to tell about it. So somehow, keep in mind, it's July, right? It hasn't started snowing yet. Like, the weather is just not coming up. There's dirty snow all over the city. Like, snow banks everywhere. Oh, lucky them. They just made the ferry. We're back with Ellen and the unnamed niece and the two friends. And everybody's running to try to catch the ferry. Now we're back at the Mets game. So, okay. Somehow, the whole city is now overcast. Temperature's dropping. But in City Field, sun's out. Finn's hauling ass, trying to reach Martin and Vaughn. April is like, I gotta get out of here. Billy Ray's all, oh, it's fine. We're gonna move you to another room. She's like, no, I mean, I need to get out of the hospital. I gotta go find Finn because of course, even though her hand was just bitten off, she doesn't care. She's April Wexler. She'll suck it up and deal with it. 
Oh my god, I love Vivica A. Fox. She's so gorgeous. Gosh, she's gorgeous. Sorry, I'm just like kind of blown away for a minute. I can't hear anything over her cheekbones. All right, so she just kissed Finn. Obviously, they used to have a thing. Sky, honey, you can do way better than Finn. The game is now being delayed by snow. City Field is now being destroyed by sharks. They are trying to run out of the stadium and they stop by a souvenir stand and grab a bunch of bats. It's kind of amazing how the cone of the storm is just sitting over City Field and not really moving. Oh, Mora would be the niece. That would be the other one. Everyone is supposed to be running and screaming, right? And there are these kids who are just running and they're just grinning ear to ear, like so happy. Lucky for them, the number seven train always runs. Well, of course, now the tunnel's gonna be flooded because you had to go and say something. This movie is not very subtle with its foreshadowing. Hey, guess what's flooded? Well, everyone made it onto the ferry. Good for them. Now they're in the open water. The way the sharks are swimming after the ferry, it looks like synchronized swimmers. She's yelling, we need to move the boat faster. So a shark jumps out of the water, gets one friend in the head. Ellen tases it, kills it. So of course we get to see like the massacred mess that the friends had, like what's left before she dies. They've got this friend, I don't know who he is. He stole like this massive fucking bat off of the souvenir stand. It is as tall as he is. Okay, so the MTA guys are trying to get the tunnel unflooded. They're trying to find the shut off valve, but one of the guys felt something swim past his leg. I'm guessing, just in context with the conversation, he is convinced there are alligators in the sewers. Friend who's been making fun of him the whole time does get eaten by an alligator. Another one chases Bud, and then a shark eats the gator. So if you're ever worried about alligators in New York, don't be. The shark's got it covered. I guess Finn and Martin are having some kind of bonding moment. All right, the train has now come to a screeching halt. Somebody makes a comment about subway rats. I fully expect to see a subway rat eating the train, which is then eaten by sharks. Oh, never mind. Boring. It's just more sharks. I mean, not boring, but I wanted the subway rat. Anyway, meanwhile, sharks are literally eating the cars in half. Their friend is using his baseball bat to club sharks over the head. Oh, his name's Brian. We find out at the very end, right when he's killed, after saying don't mess with the Mets fan on the 7 train. All right, they get the train stopped. A shark is trying to eat Finn, who somehow holds it off with his baseball bat, which then breaks in half. I'm not entirely sure what's going on here with him. Oh, okay, he stabs it in the head with what's left of his bat, but he never makes it off the train. Oh, there he is. I love how every time he does something, he has to do this like dramatic pose. I'm right here, chest out, arms back, chin tucked and slightly looking to the side. The that's gonna leave a mark line is always forever funnier in Spaceballs. Oh look, he gets picked up by the exact same taxi driver. Amazing coincidence that he happens to be right where they are, nowhere near the stadium where he dropped Finn off. The cab driver made an educated guess as to where their location would wind up. All right, so apparently in New York, it's illegal to buy guns, so there are no gun stores. So Finn's next solution is get a chainsaw from a hardware store. How delightfully Army of Darkness-esque. 
He also needs propane tanks, flares, a smoke alarm, duct tape, and wires because he's going to MacGyver himself a bomb. But it's okay. They've got the most resourceful cabbie in all of New York, and he knows exactly where to take them. All right. We have a The End Is Near Repent Sinners guy. Okay, so Ellen, oh, shoot, I already forgot the niece's name. Damn it. Anyway, and the remaining friend are running. Kind of missed what happened with the niece. She tripped or something. Anyway, a guy runs up to them out of nowhere and says, It's okay, ladies. My office is in the stock exchange right down the street. We'll go there. Drops his briefcase. And then the storm takes the head off of the Statue of Liberty, which then crushes him, somehow only gets him and nothing else. Oh, no, here it comes. We've got two garbage guys, sanitation workers, and all of the women show up at their truck. The Statue of Liberty's head is rolling down the street behind them. All right, one sanitation guy down. The other one's hanging off the back of the truck. He gets taken out by the Statue of Liberty's head. That actually looked kind of painful. Ellen's screaming, just like an arcade girl's as she tries to outrun the Statue of Liberty's head. Manages to get off the street just in time. Instead hits a telephone pole. Okay, we've got the one friend who's left. I'm guessing she's going to die in some weird, bizarre way. They already used a shark on the first one. Well, anyone who is going to try to get in the tunnel is screwed because the Statue of Liberty's head just blocked it. The Today Show has very important details on street closures. They're encouraging residents to stay off the street and they don't really want to alarm anyone, but it's possible a Sharknado is on the way. The way Al is talking about Sharknados, like he's actually making me go, huh, maybe I should look this up. He and Matt are just hilarious in this. All right, Billy Ray and nurse just tried checking on April, who was hiding behind her door. So they leave to go look for her and then she runs out. I feel that it would have been smarter for her to just leave, period, before they were aware that she was gone and set off some kind of alarm or started looking for her. Okay, Cabby's name is Ben. I like him, he's awesome. Sky has decided that the best way to get a bomb into the Sharknado is using something from a toy store. All right, we're meeting Vinny, who is a massive wall of a man. Vinny is my new favorite character. So Finn is like, I need a favor. I know you've got propane tanks from all the barbecues you used to have. I need them. Do you still have them? And Vinny's response is, you've got a screw loose. I'm going to give you a slice of pie. And, you know, in his defense, pie kind of does make everything better. Right before a shark falls through the ceiling, he doesn't fucking skip a beat. He grabs his fucking knife, stabs it through the head. Finn uses the pizza paddle. Oh, we're in a pizzeria that Vinny owns. To hit the shark, the shark lands in the oven and Vinny just slams the door. He's like, you know what? You're good. Take the tanks. Take whatever. I really hope that Vinny winds up joining them because I will be very disappointed if this is all we get from him. All right, Martin and Vaughn are now in a bodega and they are grabbing anything that looks like it could possibly be used for a weapon while loudly announcing this in the store. And somehow the store carries napalm. I've never actually seen napalm. Vaughn is a smart kid. He grabs napalm. He also grabs super soakers. All right, so they're running through the streets of New York now with a broadsword and flail. These are these are new additions that they picked up along the way. Sky's got the flail. Of course she does. Badass. 
Vivica Fox has always been gorgeous. Like, I, I just did Independence Day. But for some reason, like her then versus her now, like then it's like she's beautiful, of course. But now it's like she's even more gorgeous. I can't really explain it. All right, April's trying to get out of the hospital. Why are you going back into surgery? She hears a crying child. Okay, April's trying to rescue this kid. April would be another badass, by the way. Like, she's walking around with only one hand. She just had surgery. She's got her handless arm around this child while they're trying to run for safety. So she's trying to get the girl to the nurse. Oh my god. The weather forecast. Monster storm. 10 a.m. rain, 11 a.m. snow, noon, sharknadoes, 1 p.m. heavy storms and flooding, 2 p.m. sharknado falling. The CGI water was coming down the stairs. They sort of cut corners on that one. It's it was it was bad. It was really bad. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever did a computer animation in 1998, I probably did a better job than that. Anyway, so April's got this weird look on her face though. I think she's supposed to be scared or traumatized, but it's that same weird constipated look that Finn had on the plane. So April, badass, as we've established, is stealing an ambulance. The streets of New York are flooded. They're stuck in the cab. Of course, Ben's got rope. He's resourceful. He has everything. Okay, so they have to use the rope to swing across the street, I guess. And now we have Mr. Peepers playing with the toy. Vaughn is terrified. He's like, I can't even climb the rope in gym class. She's just all, no, I got you. We're all good. All right, now Ben. Ben's like, uh, is it too late to say no? I swear if they kill Ben, I'm gonna be so mad. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Did they, what the fuck? They killed Ben. So of course, when Ben died, he took the rope with him. Finn, as Martin puts it, jumps the shark by doing Frogger from the car to wherever it was that they were trying to go. And basically he just jumps on the backs of the sharks and somehow makes it and it's not a problem whatsoever. So Finn's freaking out because Ellen's not there. He's like, crap, I've gotta go find her. Martin's like, dude, my wife, your sister is a badass. She's a martial artist. She runs marathons. If anyone's going to get them here, it's going to be her. It's all good. Let's go to the roof. So Finn's like, cool. Okay, you guys can't go up to the roof because you can't get killed. Sky, come on. They're at the Bales Tower Hotel. He's going on this hall. It was humbling. People thanking me for saving their lives. She's got this. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Look on her face. So I guess the reason why they broke up was her father didn't like him. And she's like, well... He's not the one that loved you. I did. That should have been what mattered. Exactly. Okay, so here come Ellen Mora. Is that her name? And Polly is the friend. They are now on bikes trying to get to the hotel. Yeah, it is Mora. Okay. They make it, I mean, like, they are right outside the door and a shark falls out of the sky and lands on Polly. Looks like a whale shark, too. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. The blood spatter was everywhere. All right. Family is reunited. Finn and Skye are heading for the roof. Skye's got her bag of yellow toys. Basic plan, he has his sword. Oh, she got slingshots. Brilliant. Um, he's got propane tanks. So in the lobby of the Bales Hotel, the Today Show is still going. Matt and Al are discussing what's gonna happen when the twisters merge and an octopus hits the window and just sort of 
slides down. It's a great shot. I mean, seriously, how did he do this and not just lose it? He is so intent and so serious and being such a good newsman right now. Like they both are. They go to Rafael Miranda, the weatherman for the local NBC syndicate, who states, the residents are panicked, I think from the sharks falling from the sky. That's a pretty good guess. Like, I wonder if journalists just live for these little opportunities, just to be like, this is the weirdest, craziest series of movies. Yes, 1,000 times yes. We want to pretend that we are doing a broadcast about shark natos and sharks that are taking over New York City while it's snowing in July. Delayed reaction there. We're back to Finn and Skye. Oh my God. Okay, this is both ridiculous and hot. They're doubling up the bombs. They're using the slingshots to try to get bombs and flares into the hearts of the twisters, right? Sky happens to look up, yells shark, because of course now sharks are raining down on them. And in slow motion, as Finn, who's kneeling on the ground, grabs the sword and holds it out to her, she unsheaths the sword and starts slicing sharks in half. And it's just like this badass, slow motion, insane, like intense scene. And it's so fucking great. I think it's my favorite scene in the movie so far. It's not working because even the Sharknados are tougher in New York. All right, so remember how Finn made this whole big deal about Martin and Vaughn keep Ellen and Mora in the lobby of the hotel so that they wouldn't die? Apparently, somehow, the sharks got into the elevators. The concierge is just sitting at his desk and is not startled at all until the water is, like, right on top of him. Finn and Skye have decided they have to make a big bomb. How much? of the propane and all of the stuff do they have left? Well, all that's happened now is they've managed to set a bunch of sharks on fire. So not only is New York still being bombarded by Sharknados, but now it's Sharknados that are full of burning sharks. So basically they're firebombing the city. Cool. So they run into Finn and Skye on the landing. There is a discussion of, why are you coming this way? Well, because the hotel's flooded and the water's rising. Wait, why are you coming this way? Flaming sharks. So Finn sees the door for the fourth floor. It says there's a fire escape on the other side, but of course the door is jammed. And of course, the only way to get it open is the fire axe, which of course is stuck on the landing in front of the sharks that are coming up with the rising water. But it's okay because Martin remembers what it was like getting into bar fights with Finn. So whatever that means is totally gonna work. Hey, look, more flaming sharks. Don't really understand how that was supposed to work. So Martin's big plan was he yelled, hey, hey, over here to distract the shark while Finn grabbed the axe, except for the little minor detail of the space they're doing this in is like three by three. Okay, maybe four by four. So he yells, hey, over here. Finn still has to go past him to get the axe. And then Martin runs back up the stairs, leaving Finn alone to face the shark. And I mean, he kills it with the axe, but it doesn't change the fact that that was completely pointless. Like he might as well have just done it himself. But he does get the door open just as the sharks come up the stairs. Dude, that was so fucking stupid. Instead of just going through the door and like pulling it shut, which would probably jam it again, he throws the axe at the shark to kill it, which means they just lost their only weapon. 
Like they have no more weapons. They ran off the roof and left everything there. Nobody has a weapon and he just threw away their only axe. <sighs> okay, so April has somehow acquired a fire truck, picks them up. As a third twister comes ashore, Matt Lauer seems concerned. Uh, according to Al, the buildings in Manhattan are creating a wind tunnel effect that are drawing the storms closer together. Not the Empire State Building. The gist of everything he just said, if the storms merge, it's going to be really bad. Biblically bad. Oh, good lord. So, of course, we have to have melodrama moment because April's realizing that Sky is like Finn's girlfriend from high school. Calls him out on it while the firemen are telling somebody to call the mayor and let him know that Finn's at the Empire State Building. But, April, it's okay because all that matters to Finn is you and him. I mean, seriously, like, this is really not the time. Alright, so the mayor is telling Finn, I'm paraphrasing, fuck LA and their lack of gratitude towards you and everything you did. You're the expert. You're a New Yorker. Your city has your back. Oh my god. You guys, Kurt Angle is the fire chief. If you're not into pro wrestling, that'll mean absolutely nothing to you. Like, the cast here is killing me. Judd Hirsch is Ben. Kurt Angle is the fire chief. You have Al Roker and Matt Lore and Kelly Ripa. Oh, and we can't forget Billy Ray Cyrus as the doctor. So Finn's got a plan. Since the explosions didn't work, he's gonna switch to cold and he's gonna blow the Freon tanks out of the Empire State Building. Y'all, I literally, I almost said out of the Empire Strikes Back building. Anyway. <laughs> The shark falling rate is two inches per hour. The sharks are really building up. They have Stephanie Abrams from the Weather Channel doing a Weather Channel report on this. By the way, I forgot to mention that earlier. I really feel like every journalist who got to be part of this, that it probably was one of the best things they've ever gotten to do. All right, so Finn is standing on the fire truck and he is... Oh, he's got his chainsaw. He is giving a motivational speech about how it takes a lot more than Sharknadoes to bring New Yorkers down. As a great white comes at him and he grabs his chainsaw, bends over backwards and saws the shark in half. All right, Sky's going with him. April, remember April with the missing hand is standing looking at the table of blades and equipment because she's not going to let her man go off with his high school sweetheart. Like that's not gonna happen. There conveniently is a length of conduit at the bottom of the ladder to the access point on the observation deck. Just as Finn's chainsaw fails, here comes April with a buzzsaw attached to her hand. Totally takes out the shark that was about to eat him. The storms are merging. Sky is, oh, we have Sunny. It's been a while since Sunny's made an appearance on one of these. All right, Sky just finished hooking the conduit. Okay, the plan is they are hooking the conduit up around the Freon tanks, then using electricity. I forgot how loud it is when Sunny starts doing this. Anyway, then they're gonna use the electricity. Are you done? No. He's in rare form. Are you through? Can I talk now? Anyway, they're going to use electricity to... I don't even know what they've... All they've got is conduit around wires that they're holding in place against the Freon tanks, and they're using a shit ton of electricity, but I can't tell what it's supposed to do. And they're using the electricity by... Oh, for fuck's sake. 
Finn, with his bare hands, is trying to get the conduit, which is metal, to the rail that's being struck by lightning. Meanwhile, Skye is holding the cables in place because they're too short, and if she lets go, they're going to fall apart and the plan's going to fail. Also, I love how he's willing to sacrifice Skye, and also how somehow they're both conducting insane amounts of voltage, and yet they're fine. Well, Actually, I take it back. We lost Sky. But yeah, because it when he couldn't get the cable to reach the rail, he used his chainsaw. So he's with bare hands, absolutely nothing to ground himself. He's holding on to a metal chainsaw and metal wiring. So sharks are falling out of the sky. New Yorkers everywhere are arming themselves and running to defend their city. A guy pulls a fucking machete out of his trunk. Finn is just flying through the air because he's stuck in this twister but he got his chainsaw back he goes like head first into a great white and kills it from the inside out we're back on the kelly and michael show uh michael takes a shark gun with his bare hands and then kelly drives the heel of her really really hot red stilettos through another shark's head their producer was killed there's a guy who in the middle of new york is running around with a pitchfork there are chainsaws everywhere apparently a lot more new yorkers carry chainsaws in the beds of their trucks and in the trunks of their cars than i would have thought this guy is just throwing chainsaws into the twister Matt Lauer just finished stabbing a shark on the news desk, but now back to our regularly scheduled program. Finn skewered a shark on the tower spire thing. Oh, he's back on the Empire State Building. That was fortuitous. Okay, he and April are reunited. He is covered in shark guts. All right, sharks are coming at them, and he yells, I need a weapon, and then he pulls somebody's hand out of a shark's mouth that still has a gun attached to it. Oh, it's April's hand. Yeah, and the marshal's gun. And he takes the ring off of the hand and throws the hand away and then proposes to her. I wouldn't kiss him. He's gross. All right, that was Sharknado 2. Totally doing the next one now. Yay, Shark Week. Bye.